Welcome back to another Comics Pals review episode. This week we are talking X-Men number 18. We have been so excited for this issue for the longest. This is, of course, us finally getting to see a return to the vault, more specifically to uh, X-23 slash Wolverine, Darwin, and Sink, who entered the vault on a secret mission from Professor Xavier Magneto and Cyclops to figure out what is happening inside the vault. Uh, this is by Jonathan Hickman with Mahmoud Azrar on art, uh, colored by Sonny Go, um, with letters by Clayton Cowles, as always, and Tom Muller, the designer of the X books. Uh, is your, uh, does your cover say uh, Brett Booth? Nope. Does yours? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. One second here. Sorry. He's got it. See that? Nope. Now we can. Uh, <laughs> booth. Say booth. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure does. It also says Cardona, who is not credited in this book. Well, I, I assume it says Corona, so I, I oh, assume it's Corona. the pandemic. Oh. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. This is issue 18. Obviously, 19 would have been better. Okay. Um, So let's uh, let's dive right in. Let's dive right into this book. We've, again, hotly anticipated. We've been waiting for this for the longest. Did it deliver? Um, yes and no, I think. Uh, It. We, we've been talking about how we've been waiting for this book. We really like wanted the book to get more momentum again and start moving forward. And we laid this thread so long ago and, you know, we were very eager to get back to it. I think, you know, your mileage is going to vary, right? Like, I think that there, there are things here to get out of it. And it was cool to see us finally get a glimpse inside the vault and what their journey was like. But... I think we were all expecting more. I think we were all expecting it to be an issue about their time there, not the beginning of a storyline about their time there. And to me, I think that feels less a, a problem with the issue and more a, I wish that they had managed my expectations a little bit better. Hmm. Um, Cause I'm not opposed to them spending more than one issue on this journey um, but I, I am a little disappointed because I think I went into this expecting there to be more on the bone. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, this didn't feel too different from your bog standard X Men issue, in the way that okay, they went into a place and they fought some people. Whereas X-Men 17, they went to a place and they fought some people, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, it uh, it didn't really deliver in the way I was hoping it would. How about you, Phil? That was great. <laughs> uh, let me balance all that uh, criticism by saying I think this was an excellent issue I really liked it I think I had a really good tempo and pace to it and you know uh, our new Wolverine it feels weird to say that because she's been Wolverine for a little while now 
she's a star in here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that shot, obviously, of her looking back um, with her claws exposed at Darwin awesome. is iconic. That's going to last. Um, that was that was amazing. Great page. Yeah. I felt like we're back to business here, you know? We've been away from this this Hoxpox stuff for so long. <laughs> for so long. We've been kind of warming up back to get to here, but like this feels like all right, let's let's you know, let's put the car in fourth gear and let's really get the car moving again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I agree with you. I think this episode this issue was uh really strong. I really enjoyed it. Um and I, I missed, I mean, look, it's been how many issues since they introduced this problem? Like 13 issues? Somewhere, so, in that somewhere there. Issue no. five is when they went into the ball. There you go. So it took us a long time. That's a year. You know, if, if, if we only get one a month, that's a year's worth we've been away from this. Especially this year, that feels so much longer, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's frustrating. But now that we're here... I'm happy to be here, and I think this issue uh, delivered a, a lot. So, first of all, these three characters are very interesting and compelling uh, in their own right. Yeah, they make an interesting team, and I use that phrase loosely just because they're not like, you know, they're only a team in this specific situation, right? Um, so I I enjoy their interplay, but then. Also, um, I really like how we're learning more and more. Like here again, infographics that are useful as opposed to infographics that tell you absolutely nothing. Yes, um, big time. Right. So, so I appreciate that too. Like, I love the issues of Hickman's X Men where he's going somewhere and he's taking us along with him. Knowing that nineteen is going to be a continuation of this softens the blow of this issue not really doing a ton. Because we know that it's going to be followed up on, not in the tradition of this book where you get a one-off, you know, where yeah. a lot of the issues have been one-offs. And you know what? Issue 17's kind of general speed of things. Right. This picks up at least from a, a pace of where this that issue left off, even though it has nothing to do with that issue. You know what I mean? Oh, that I don't know about. I think I think that book was it felt a lot faster. It felt like everything was established yeah. and resolved pretty much in the one whereas this one feels like it moves a little bit more deliberately yes. laboriously as it as it gets us to the end of the issue which only sets up the next half of this story i did like that about it um as much as i expressed that i, I was like disappointed to not get more in this issue i did like um the the pace at which is it sink who's narrating right yeah, yeah, yeah. The the pace at which Sync is kind of divulging the story makes it feel like way more significant. Mm. You know? Yes. Um, it feels like it was like this really significant chapter of their lives that to us they've been gone. You know, a few months, whatever, right? But for them, it could have been hundreds, thousands of years. We don't even, we don't know. Um, that's really interesting to me, and I also think that the uh, the the little bits that it expanded on the established lore right now were cool. Like we got the development that resurrection impacts power. 
um, which has never That's been crazy. explored before. Right. That's fucking crazy. And that has so many implications um, for, you know, any of the the OGs that we know and love, as well as people who have been bit players that could all of a sudden be elevated to being like an Omega level mutant now. You know, that's crazy. Like this uh, fucking, like Sing's power, right? Like, oh, I thought you could only copy mutant abilities before. Now he could go toe-to-toe with what? Like the century if he wanted to? Like, is that a thing he could do now? Like, is he all of a sudden like a fucking S-tier mutant? That's crazy. Like, it's it's like it's like they got the Zenkai boost from Dragon Ball Z, where uh, like in the in the fight against Frieza, Vegeta is like asking Krillin to like basically murder him so that the Dende, the Namekian alien, can heal him so he'd be stronger. Yeah, because like in that uh, canon, Saiyans get hurt, and when they recover, they're stronger than they were before. Like that's and that's what's literally happening here. Like, what if a character decides like oh, I'm just gonna die and get revived over and over again so that I can be uh you know century to pete's point <laughs> or like yeah. what if that what if the x i shouldn't say the x-men what if krakoa decides to do that intentionally to make an army of fucking super mutants what if the x-men do it because remember we're getting an x-men team so what if yeah like what if that's how they you know become super powerful not that they're not already but yeah um it opens the door to a lot It'll Can you imagine like a story, like a storyline that's like it's like a making that like akin to like juicing, <laughs> you know? It's like this, like you gotta stop killing yourself, man. We don't, <laughs> bro. Iceman's never getting in the Hall of Fame because he juiced his entire career. <laughs> um, so we we learned that, which was pretty pr- pretty pivotal towards the end of the issue. Um, Sync actually just straight up kills one of these children of the vault and uh obviously that's wild but we the last infographic says that's not a problem because they're oh, close that's human. yeah yeah and i i don't know about you guys but i kind of took that as like wait a second they're they're bending their rules yeah. to allow for certain things. That's how I took I was like, wow, y'all uh, made an exception to that rule pretty fucking quick, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, you can't kill any people unless you really, really have to, and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this scenario, I, I, you know, I glossed it over as like, well, I mean, they're going in, they're probably going to have to fight for their lives. Assuming that you know then they probably assumed that it was it would probably only be uh what is it the the machines it was it the technarchy that this place belongs to uh, or something? i don't feel like we really know all that yeah no, not, I, I don't think we're sure yeah i think that's why they're there but, but my, also, my point being i i'm sure they expected something to that effect and and uh given that it would be a case of survival, you know. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not... It's not to say that I don't understand why they made that decision, but I also... I had the same thought that Sean did, where it's like, wow, okay. So, pretty pretty clear line of exception, right? If the government decides that this rule is no longer important, whatever, that's wow. fine. <laughs> I mean, also, they're going to be in there for 537 years, right? 
like who's gonna try them when they get out <laughs> well and who's gonna fucking tell on them they could commit That's whatever it. fucking war crimes they want no one's gonna know <laughs> and there's certainly a degree of when they were sent in there sent in there that like they may never come out right yeah yeah and that was like the thing that weighed on cyclops's conscience right like yeah uh i they they will act extrajudicially extrajudicially as much as they want Mm -hmm. the the point that i was trying to make and what i the reason why i believe they included that is that that's a slippery slope Mm -hmm. so the fact Mm -hmm. that they included that infographic means because again those infographics are not they're not even written for us. Those are those are supposed to be in story, you know, pieces of whatever that someone wrote. So that means that this that they did is something that got acknowledged by whoever records the information in the infographic. That's so true. they did excuse it. And that is worth recognizing because it could mean that they're willing to bend their own rules when they see fit or it could be showcasing the prejudice that the mutants have against post-human people. And that's obviously significant because of the power stuff that we see in House of Powers. Sure. Um, so I really love that that was included here. And I think that the continued sort of like, I want to use Cold War, but it's like there's bloodshed, so I guess it's not really that cold. Um, but the war <laughs> yeah. between the humans and the, you know, human human robot hybrids is so fascinating to me and it remains compelling um speaking of the human mutant hybrids these were a bunch of jokers huh (laughs) yeah they were like an odd bunch they got balanced in like four pages yeah, they got handled. Mind you, I do believe that this team that uh, Cyclops and them sent in is is quite strong. Yeah, they're stacked. Um, but still. Yo, I mean, we didn't know how strong these guys were. Clearly not up to snuff. <laughs> yeah. No. I thought, I thought that was, like, the funny thing was, like, um, like, they get in the fight and it becomes very serious very quickly, right? Like, uh, Lara, like, immediately kills that one kid. And then... It's like, oh shit, like, one of the three people they sent in is already mortally wounded day one. And, like, granted, he can heal, so it's not that big a deal. But, like, it's like, oh god, like, this really got out of hand very quickly. And then he just fucking ices the rest of them as soon as he gets firepowers. And I was like, wow, like, not even a second thought did they, did they like, no thought for, oh, maybe let's interrogate them? Nope, done. And I was like, wow, okay. Like this, it, it it feels like uh like an X Force mission in that way of like oh, yeah. this has a Black Ops vibe. Like we are here to get this information and whatever the hell's in between us and that, like bye. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you though, and again, I enjoy this issue. I'm real tired of Jonathan Hickman and the damn city. Like the city has been in every. Every story I've read of Hickman's has included the city and the children. Go back and read his Ultimates. It's in there. Uh, There's some portion of that in his Avengers. Like every Hickman story involves the children and the the city and the vault. 
It's like, we fucking get it. <laughs> Dude is obsessed. Long-term booking. Right. Um, and then also with X-23, I, uh, I really enjoy the character. I didn't... I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like she moved beyond being this like cold, you know, uh, antisocial mm. character. Like I've seen her not be that. Um, I remember she wanted to be in a relationship with um, who was it? Uh, Hellion? Maybe I'm bugging. I, I can't remember. But I've seen a softer side to her. Is the point? And so this felt like a rollback. So I don't. I'm not super familiar with the character in the comics. Um, I uh, big fan of X Men Evolution, where she originates. Um, so I, I like X twenty three, but like I, I uh, the the attitude that she had um, in this issue, I was kind of reading as less commentary on her personality and more just like this is how she is in the field. You know, like they're on like a life or death mission, and she's like like focused on it you know like my my man is like narrating their entire journey to himself and like you know she's like focus up you know um they're there to work I mean, yeah wolverine you know it's you know he's, he's got, got a softer side moments. yeah yeah but that that right there what you just said is my problem because she's x-23 right wolverine is a moniker and that's a specific character we associate wolverine with you know James Howlett or whatever name you want to use. And that human character has his own personality and they shouldn't just make her ape him because, Oh, we're calling her Wolverine now. So she has to be an asshole. Um, and, and we've seen that that's not who she is enough times that this, that took me out of this to where mm-hmm. like, I see Darwin is looking at her and she's just like, what are you looking at? And I hear Wolverine's voice. <laughs> okay, sure. You, you know, you know, like, yeah. whoa, that's that's kind of like intense. Um, I could, I could Hogwarts. see that. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> right, like, whoa. <laughs> um, that's funny. But yeah. Uh, other than that, I thought the the action sequences were pretty cool. It was, you know, it was dirty. The uh, art was it, real good. Yeah, for Just, sure. This this was the best Mamura's Rar, I feel like, for all of the X-Men books. They, like, this is the best yeah. he's looked. The sh- that shot of, uh, of like, the two children looking at uh, Sink as he copies the powers and then the cut back to them in the same framing and they're just skeletons. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, all right. Like, that Yo, felt he visceral. Them. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, I get the sense that it's like, he gets that power and he's like, Ugh! you know, and like just goes off and unleashes on them, you know, which is like not what you really necessarily expect from an X-Man, you know? Right. Not, there was, not an X-Man, but you know what I mean? There was, there was uh, one, there was like a one instance that I did like a double take where they like show off all, all the, you know, people protecting the city. It's like a group shot, right? And then the very next page is like another established group shot of them. And like the guy with the skull on fire, it looks like he's doing the same exact pose on both pages. And I was like, wait, is this the same thing I just saw? It's not, but it made me do a double take. Mm-hmm. Also, how many skull head guys are we yeah. going to get out of Hickman books? Zorn and Zorn. 
this random dude here. Pyro gets the skeleton tattoo on his face, you know. Not a Hickman book, but <laughs> instead of Ghost Rider, this is Ghost Walker. Sure. Wow. <laughs> what are... could you imagine how unsuccessful the character Ghost Rider would have been for Marvel if he didn't have a motorcycle and he was just Ghost Walker? <laughs> He's gotta take the bus, dude. <laughs> Ghost Passenger. Hey, Johnny Blaze, you gotta go much quicker here. I don't run anywhere. I walk. <laughs> Ghosts don't run. Ghosts don't run. That's dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I was I was I enjoyed this quite a bit. And again, one of the biggest coolest things about this era of x-men is all the characters who it's introduced us to or reintroduced us to that we didn't care about before or didn't know existed that we're now into and so for me sync is new to me i i believe and then darwin is a character who i certainly have seen but is not someone that i'm like intimately familiar with he's not in a lot of books that i've read so getting more time with characters like that is always great especially when you can tie them into something that i really care about so maybe you don't give a shit about darwin but you're like wow this situation that he's in is really cool yeah. and it elevates him and that's yeah. something that i feel like hickman has done really well and they're playing off of a character that has heat Right, X twenty three, yeah, Wolverine or whatever. Like she's cool as fuck. Everybody likes her, so exactly. It's a slam dunk. It's like an easy way to make us care about these other two characters who are just like you know, minor C D E listers. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, one hundred percent. And like, Um, actually, make them seem like badasses. Like I'm like, yo, Sync is like a force to be reckoned with. All of a sudden, you know, no kidding, extremely cool power. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't wait to see what happens in the next one. And it's funny because we waited a year for this and now I'm chomping at the bit to see how this is gonna resolve. Yeah. I almost wish that this had been a miniseries. Um because if we could have had maybe three five maximum issues to sit with this what's happening, that I think would have been super cool. Um but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's okay. Hopefully the next one leaves us satisfied. And also now issue 20, having a cover with Nimrod on it, I feel like that's starting to make more sense. Yeah. Agreed. Like I but, said, uh, back in business. Yeah, exactly. So the X-Men books are skipping not... Are they skipping March or April? They're skipping one of those months. So I think we're getting a book in March and then April is being skipped. So it'll be a little while before we get issue 20, but we'll definitely be here for the review of issue 19. For sure, you can can expect that. Uh, We can't wait. Hopefully you can't wait either. And if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and a review wherever it is that you're listening to us now. If that happens to be on YouTube, Please do also subscribe to our channel, like the video, share it with your friends, hit the notification bell so you're made aware of when we drop new content. And if you've never heard our show before and this is your first time uh, interacting with us, we thank you for watching. And we do a weekly podcast that is all about comics and the characters in in other mediums, whether it be movies or TV shows or what have you. 
We cover all of that on our weekly show, The Comic Spouse. So thank you for, for listening. Hopefully you'll join us on the next review that we do. And with that, we're The Comic Spouse signing off. Take care, guys. See you next time.